Uh, Casey, are you here? No. You're not here? No. Okay, well, today we're going to be talking about purification shit, okay? Okay. All right, and so basically (laughs) we're going to be talking about the uncleanliness of women after childbirth, and it depends on what gender your baby is. Sex. Or sex, sorry. Sex, not gender. I'm really bad with the genders. (laughs) But it's all based on misogyny. And you also have to atone for the childbirth shit, which God commanded women. Well, I guess God initially commanded women to give child uh, to give birth, and, and then after the fall of man, He just made it hurt. So I guess now they have to atone for stuff that God already told them to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to talk about how to clean leprosy, Dick. And atone for that shit because you know you fucked up big time when you got that leprosy dick. You got it from them temple whores, didn't you? And then we're going to be talking about how to cleanse and atone for bodily discharges. I believe that includes semen, so we're right on on spot here with the leprosy dick (laughs) and feeling bad about that. And then uh, we're going to be talking about contact with dead bodies, the good old necrophilia Along with how to cleanse after having your necrophilic outing. So, (laughs) I hope everybody's ready for this shit show today. Are you ready, Casey? I'm ready. (laughs) That sounds regretful. (laughs) What's up, heathens? How y'all doing? Hi, y'all. So today we are talking about purification stuff. We're going to be going over um, one of one of KC's favorite videos today that I've done, and it's how to cleanse and atone for having leprosy. Yes, Not it's nec- one of the Bible questions videos. You should link it in the description. I'll do that, and yeah. in the cards. Yeah, uh, but it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, and a lot of people like that video. So, all right, KC. So how about you take us through this stuff? Let's start with the childbirth. Okay, well, so most of what we're going to go through today is from Leviticus. We've got a little bit of numbers in here when you talk about dead bodies, but the majority of this is from Leviticus. So after childbirth, you know, women are women are expected to be cleansed because childbirth brings uncleanliness. Um, and it's different if you have a boy versus if you have a girl. So let's, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Leviticus chapter 12 starts out. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, a woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son will be ceremonially unclean for seven days, just as she is unclean during her monthly period. On the eighth day, the boy is to be circumcised. Then the woman must wait 33 days to be purified from her bleeding. She must not touch anything sacred or go to the sanctuary until the days of her purification are over. If she gives birth to a daughter, for two weeks the woman will be unclean as during her period. Then she must wait 66 days to be purified from her bleeding. So why is it that the the girls being born makes the mother twice as dirty? <laughs> she she's just dirty for twice as long. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it it would it would seem to indicate that she would be twice as dirty if it takes twice as long to become well, clean. Well, I mean, part of it is she has to atone for longer because she gave birth to a useless female. Oh, okay. So uh, misogyny 
things. Yeah, totally. Mm, yeah, because that's what the Old Testament and the Bible in general is about, misogyny. Yeah. Um, now, the way to atone um, are this, is the same for boy and girl. All right, so if you have a boy, you atone in exactly the same way as you have for a boy. Did I say that? Girl and boy? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, when you – it does take twice as long. You remain unclean for twice as long. Okay. For a girl. So the way to atone, when the days of her purification for a son or daughter are over, so 33 days for a boy, that's after the initial seven days, right? Mm -hmm. Seven days, uh, circumcision on the eighth day, then 33 days. Okay. For the girl, 14 days, then 66 days. God damn. (laughs) Yeah. And, And they're not allowed to go to the sanctuary at all during that time. So they're not allowed to go to, to church, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when that's over, she's to bring the priest at the entrance of the tent of the meeting, a year old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or dove for a sin offering. He shall offer them before the Lord to make atonement for her. And then she will be ceremonially clean from her flow of blood. I mean, I, I would think that to be clean from the flow of blood, you just got to wash up. Yeah, no. I mean. Oh, no, okay. they got to kill something else and bring on more blood. Oh, okay. So you got to get more blood into the mix because, I mean, you know, only good things happen when you mix blood and blood together. Well, you have to you have to use animal blood to atone for human blood. Oh. Right. Okay. I don't know how that makes sense, but, I mean, this is a the fucking Bible. backwards ass book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these, <laughs> these are the regulations for the woman who gives birth to a boy or a girl. If she cannot afford a lamb, she is to bring two doves or two pigeons one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering in this way the priest will make atonement for her and she will be clean so like if you're ri- if if you have more money you have to bring a lamb and birds if you are if you don't if you have less money it's fine they can totally make atonement for you which is the two birds i mean like would would one bird be like i don't know one shekel i don't know i don't know how much birds cost at this time yeah i don't know either Although, I mean, it's like, here's two shekels, go down there, get two birds, your mom's getting clean today. Well, it could be that, or it could be like, you know, Rocky running around and catching a chicken. You can go, <laughs> go out in a field and catch the, catch the doves or the pigeons. Man, I bet you those, uh, those what, like um, 30 BCE Jewish women could definitely rough up somebody in the ring, huh? <laughs> Pro- probably, yeah. It's like, I've been clean for 60 days. Let's go there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you ready to move on to leprosy? Because that's all there is about childbirth. Um, We know that the reason that childbirth hurts, according to the Bible, is because of uh, Adam and Eve and Eve eating the fruit and convincing Adam to eat the fruit. And so because she did that, now childbirth has to hurt, which I guess childbirth either wasn't a thing prior to or was not painful prior to. Well, yeah, but I mean, doesn't it seem really bass backwards for you to be like, all right, go forth and multiply, but you have to atone for following that particular order. Okay. Because it's wrong as shit, but go forth and multiply. But the men don't have to atone for it. Just the women. Well, that's what I'm saying though, is that, you know, God said go forth and multiply, but women still have to feel like shit and atone for it. Yeah, like like the, <laughs> the pregnancy has to be a bitch. You got to, you know, go through all of that and then you have to give birth. And so, yeah, it all sucks. So for leprosy, that starts in Leviticus chapter 14. And 
leprosy, uh, according to the apologetics in this book, right, according to the gray boxes, is used generically to refer to any number of skin diseases, molds, or defects in people, garments, or even houses. While specific diagnosis and treatment is regulated in the health section, which we're going to get to, the various means of purifying the ceremonially uncleanness are now given. Okay, so a house can have leprosy? Apparently. It's like, listen, Junior, don't rub your leprosy dick on the house. You might give it to the house, okay? We don't need that shit spreading. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that works. I've never heard of leprosy being used in this fashion or garments having leprosy. Um, I mean, but can, can you just imagine like having a little nick on your face and it's like, oh, you got to touch the leprosy? I see. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, they seem to have defined it broadly enough to where almost anything could be considered leprosy. Yeah. Well, so here's what you have to do. The Lord said to Moses, these are the regulations for the diseased person at the time of his ceremonial cleansing when he is brought to the priest. The priest is to go outside the camp and examine him. If the person has been healed of his infectious skin disease, the priest shall order that two live clean birds and some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop be brought for the one to be cleansed. Then the priest shall order that one of the birds be killed over fresh water in a clay pot. He is then to take the live bird and dip it together with the cedar wood, the scarlet yarn, and the hyssop into the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. Seven times he shall sprinkle the one to be cleansed of infectious disease and pronounce him clean. Then he is to release the live bird in the open fields. Which I have to ask. I mean, it says that they have to already be cured, but then they're going to cleanse him of the infectious disease? No, so... Being cured of the disease and being unclean are two different and clean are two different things. So you remain ceremonially unclean. I don't know what ceremonially unclean. It's some bullshit the Bible made up. Okay. But I mean, still, it says cleanse of the disease. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a difference between being healed and being clean. Oh, okay. They're different. So is my video wrong? What do you mean? Well, because in my video, it's like, all right, here's how you clean or cure yourself of leprosy. Yeah, no, that's not, this is not the cure. This is how to cleanse someone. Okay. I, I, I'm still confused by the whole cleansing of leprosy, like cleanse them of the disease. To me, at least, it sounds like, oh, okay, well, you don't have any more skin lesions here. Let's clean you out. It's like, oh, here's an extra two weeks of antibiotics kind of thing to no. cleanse your system. No, it's kind of like a woman who's who is has given childbirth and is not bleeding and is perfectly fine and is clean, has bathed and whatever, still has to be ceremonially cleansed ceremonially cleansed is entirely different than actual cleansing like cleaning oh okay uh, um it's still escaping me so we can just go ahead and move on though <laughs> okay we might want to okay so I, I think it's interesting that you focus on that and not the fact that you're dipping a live bird in the bird of its in the blood of the bird you just killed. Well, yeah, sorry. That of course is crazy. But I mean, also at this point, are we really surprised? I mean, at one point God shoved snakes up the ass of the Israelites. So you're dipping a bird in the blood of its brethren. (laughs) I mean, isn't that what you do to like chicken tenders? What do you mean? 
Oh, he dipped chicken tenders in eggs. That's not the blood of his brother, and that's the that's the like its potential children. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, it's the unfertilized yolk of its unborn brethren. Yeah, but it's unfertilized, so really, it's nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even when it's fertilized, it's still not a chicken. Okay, so the person to be cleansed must wash his clothes, shave off all of his hair, and bathe with water. Then he will be ceremonially clean. After this, he may come into the camp, but he may he must stay outside his tent for seven days. Mm. Okay, so he's cured of the disease and ceremonially ceremonially cleansed, but he has to stay outside of his tent for seven days. On the seventh day, he must shave off all of his hair, his head, his beard, his eyebrows, and all the rest of his hair, and wash his clothes and bathe himself with water, and then he will be clean. That when they say all of the rest of his hair, they mean his crotch hair. Oh, okay. His leg hair, his arm hair. Because some reason hair is like a problem. And I guess this is an exception to the don't don't trim or cut your curls on the sides of your face. Yeah, well, I'm guessing that God doesn't really want, you know, somebody with leprosy hair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what leprosy hair is, but okay. Um, so offerings for atonement. On the eighth day, so this is he's he's healed ceremonially cleansed. He's been outside the tent for seven days, right? On the eighth day, he has to bring two male lambs and one ewe lamb, a year old, each without defect, along with three tenths of an... They have to bring fine flour, oil for a grain offering, and a log of oil. Um, (laughs) Wait, a log of oil? Like, what the fuck is a log of oil? A log is a measurement, and it's about two-thirds of a pint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just imagine them carrying like a huge like container that's the size of a log and like Well, 2 thirds of a pint is not that much. It's small. Well, yeah, I know, but I also wouldn't call that a log. <laughs> well, it's just a unit of measurement. It's not a description. Yeah, what 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 did they use earlier? Like hen? Hen is one thing. Yeah, like here's a I mean, how do they come up with these units of measurement? I don't know. What kind of logs were they carrying around where they were like, Yeah, this is about the same size as a log? They weren't using it as a description. It was a unit of measurement. Well, no, it I, wasn't being compared to like a piece of a tree. Well, no, I understand that, but I mean, log. I mean, the, perhaps that was not a word in Hebrew that they used to describe pieces of trees. Well, I guess that could be it. The priest who pronounces him clean shall present both the one to be cleansed and his offerings before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of the meeting. Then the priest is to take one of the male lambs and offer it as a guilt offering. Along with the log of oil, he shall wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. He is to slaughter the lamb in the holy place where the sin offering and the burnt offering are slaughtered. Like the sin offering, the guilt offering is belongs to the priest. It is most holy. The priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall then take some of the log of oil, pour it in the palm of his own left hand, dip his right forefinger into the oil in his palm, and with his fingers sprinkle some of it before the Lord seven times. The priest is to put some of the oil remaining in his palm on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. 
The rest of the oil in his palm, the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed and make atonement for him before the Lord. Then the priest is to sacrifice the sin offering and make the atonement for the one to be cleansed from his unclean, from his uncleanness. After that, the priest shall slaughter the burnt offering and offer it on the altar together with the grain offering and make atonement for him and he will be clean. I still don't understand what he means by he'll be clean. I mean, he's covered in blood and he's probably got a confused look on his face. I mean, he's got blood on one ear and one big toe. <laughs> okay, so the difference between clean as we can use it in a lot of different ways, ceremonially clean is how the Israelites defined holiness to the Lord. So something could be um, clean as in we would describe clean as in like just sanitized, right? Um, or free of something, clear of something. Um, but ceremonially unclean has to do with specifically God and how holy something is. So if you're ceremonially unclean, you are not holy enough to engage in God's, um, the sacrifices or be near the sanctuary or anything like that because you're not holy enough. Okay. So God likes his little fuck toys to be clean. Okay. <laughs> I understand now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So if you're poor, the the whole ceremony for becoming, you know, clean and making atonement and whatever is exactly the same, except you only have to bring one lamb, not three. So I don't understand if it can be done with one lamb, then why are you doing it with three for anybody? Well, honey, they don't math so good. So, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, I would ask that if I was somebody like, okay, so if you can effectively like do the atonement thing with one, then why are we killing three most of the time? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, has it really made any kind of sense so far? No. Okay. So they're on par at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next up, we're going to move to discharges. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So bodily discharges and emissions are forms of uncleanness, even if they're issued voluntarily, involuntarily. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, is this like popping zits or is this? Like I think any kind of bodily fluid, a bodily discharge or emission from. Okay. Basically, diseases, right, are the results of sin, according to the Israelites. So if you have a disease or you're sick or whatever, it must be because you sinned somehow and you are – that's your punishment. Oh, so that's where like people nowadays get it like, you know, the, you know you're know you to blame for, you know, your cancer or whatever because you sinned or something. Yeah. Like whenever you hear like the really shitty uh, preachers and they blame people that first things that's not their fault. Yeah. Okay. So when a man is cleansed from his discharge, he is to count off seven days for his ceremonially cleansing, for his ceremonial cleansing. He must wash his clothes and bathe himself with fresh water. He, and he will be clean. On the eighth day, he must take two doves or two young pigeons and come before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of the meeting and give them to the priest. The priest is to sacrifice them, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement before the Lord because of his discharge. So, like, I wonder if this, like, would also be applicable for, like, what's it called when a guy, like, you know, ejaculates at night, like, not, tr like, not doing anything to himself? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's some of that JW pants rubbing shit. 
But that's like purposeful. Well, it doesn't have to be purposeful, but if if you're being like if you're being stimulated by your draws, mm-hmm. then you need to get bigger draws or take them <laughs> off or whatever. I would yes. think that you would lose circulation to that area of your body if it was really that tight. It's really weird. Anyway, for a woman's discharge, when she is cleansed from her discharge, she must count off seven days. And after that, she will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, she must take two doves or two young pigeons, bring them to the priest, the entrance of the tent of the meeting. The priest is to sacrifice one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement for her before the Lord for the uncleanness of her discharge. Which is interesting. The thing is exactly the same. So I don't know why they have to separate out like the what they do is exactly the same. So I don't know why they have to separate it out and make a difference between what the woman does and what the man does. Cause it's exactly the same. Well, men can't be lumped in with women. I mean, they're an abomination upon this earth, honey. Woman's discharge might also include like her menstrual cycle. I guess it could, but I mean, even then if the procedure is the exact same, why do you have to delineate? Cause Bible reasons. Oh, Bible misogyny reasons. Got yes. It. Okay. So are we ready to move on to death? Sure, why not? So death is is universally throughout the Bible associated with sin, right? So there are all kinds of regulations defining uncleanness and requirements for sacrifices and coming into contact with the dead, right? There's all kinds of rules about it. Um, and, and death cannot contaminate worship areas, although they spend a lot of time killing things in worship areas, just not people. Right. Right. So in, and this is the rest moving forward until the end here is in numbers. Okay. Okay. So whoever touches the dead body of anyone will be unclean for seven days. He must purify himself with the, with water on the third day and on the seventh day, and he will be clean. But if he does not purify himself on the third and seventh days, he will not be clean. Whoever touches the dead body of anyone and fails to purify himself defiles the Lord's tabernacle. That person must be cut off from Israel. Of course, (laughs) because the natural reaction is just to throw him out of town and tell him, don't come back here, you fun, clean shit. Yeah, we haven't had a good Israel cut off in this. You know, we haven't had a good threat during this stream so far, so we had to get get you on there. Uh, Because the water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on him, he is unclean. His uncleanness remains on him. Okay. Okay. Contact with the environment, like where people die. Uh, This is the law that applies when a person dies in a tent. Okay. Anyone who, who enters the tent and anyone who is in it will be unclean for seven days. And every open container without a lid fastened on it will be unclean. Anyone out in the open who touches someone who has been killed with a sword or someone who has died a natural death or anyone who touches a human bone or grave will be unclean for seven days. For the unclean person, put some ashes of the burned purification offering into a jar and pour fresh water over them. Then a man who is ceremonially clean is to take some hyssop, dip it in the water and sprinkle the tent and all the furnishings and all the people who were there. He must also sprinkle anyone who has touched a human bone or grave or someone who has been killed or someone who has died a natural death. The man who is clean is to sprinkle the unclean person on the third and seventh days. And on the seventh day, he is to purify him. The person being cleansed must wash his clothes and bathe bathe with water. And that evening he will be clean. Okay. Sounds reasonable as fuck, right? 
not really, but I mean, it's basically saying take a fucking shower. The whole sprinkle, the whole, but I don't know why you have to wait seven days to take a bath. I mean, I, I don't know either, but you know, that's what he says. Um, so if a person who is unclean does not purify himself, he must be cut off from the community because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. This is a lasting ordinance for them. The man who sprinkles the water of cleansing must also wash his clothes, and anyone who touches the water of cleansing will be unclean until evening. So anybody who touches the cleansing water will mm-hmm. be considered unclean until that <laughs> night. And then something magically happens in the evening, and then they're clean once evening comes. I, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't either. Um, I, I don't understand why the evening is important to God. Maybe it's just like a like time's up kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's their time out. I don't know. Maybe. But they're doing something like it's cleansing water. It's should be clean. Yeah. So why is touching it make you unclean? I mean, who knows? God, God is very specific about how he likes his um, people. <laughs> True. All right. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is a requirement of the law and that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish and that has never been under a yoke. Give it to Eliezer, the priest. It is to be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. Then Eliezer, the priest, is to take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of the meeting. While he watches, the heifer is to be burned. It's hide, flesh, blood, and offal. The priest is to take some cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet wool and throw them into the burning heifer. After that, the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He may then come into the camp, but he will be ceremonially unclean until evening. The the man who burns it must also wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he too will be unclean until evening. Any man who, A man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and put them in a ceremonially clean place outside the camp. They shall be kept by the Israelite community for use in the water of cleansing. It is for purification from sin. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes, and he too will be unclean till evening. This will be a lasting ordinance for both the Israelites and the aliens living among them. So that whole section was just about how they get the the, um, water of cleansing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it's ashes and water, so that's where they get the ashes as they kill a heifer. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, just more animal slaughter could only make sense when you're pur- purifying shit. Yep, totally. All right, so what are we talking about next week? Next week, we are talking about people who are excluded from the congregation. Um, if you have mutilated genitals. Um, children of forbidden unions, so bastard kids, like they're not allowed to be part of the congregation. Um, specific groups of people are also not allowed to be part of it. Um, we're going to talk about the Nazarite vow. Um, apparently, there's some reason that they have to abstain from grapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some more about not cutting the hair that all all in relation to the Nazarene vow. We're going to have we're going to also talk about vows of dedication, um, how the Israelites value people, animals, homes, land. Um, well, obviously, like women are two times as worse than men. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so we're going to talk about all that. We're also going to talk about laws of separation and we're going to talk about people being holy, how you can't mix seeds or plowing, or materials, or breeding. Oh, 
No mixed breeding, people. No mixed breeding. Well, I mean, that, that kind of caught me off guard there. No mixed breeding? You're yeah. trying to tell me that the Bible is racist? Well, it says, do not mate different kinds of animals. Keep my decrees. Do not mate different kinds of animals. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it's it's about race or if it's – it seems like it's more about uh, well from, animal types. Well, yeah, but what – uh, what what I know from in the past, I mean, in the past they considered like African Americans or Africans in general to be a different species, like to be a different animal than us, possibly like, white people. I guess we'll have to look into it a little more before we have before we do that stream, so we can yeah. have a little more information about it. Yep. Okay, well, um, I appreciate everybody joining us today. Uh, if you will, down below, let us know how many times you'd sprinkle your dick or genitals with blood in order to cleanse yourself for God. And oil. Oh, yeah, and oil. Blood so, first, bl then oil on top of the blood. Right. You got to get that right. You better else. do it in the right order or he'll burn your ass. He will. He'll, sh he'll shove fireballs up your ass. Remember what he did to those two priests? Mm. <sighs> Anyways, heathens. Y'all have a nice day, and uh, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.